Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week we are looking at a guy who was just always there growing up, you know? This is there. You know, this is like the third or fourth person we've covered from the job squad. So all I got to say is we've covered more job squad on this podcast than we have covered the NWO, and that's how it should be. This is only the second job squad member to get their own episode. I refute this. There was no Al Snow episode. There's been no Gilberg episode. And there's no Yet. Blue Meanie episode. Yet. Yet. Which means we've only done Two's Gold Scorpio and now this guy, Bob Holly, a.k.a. Hardcore Holly, a.k.a. Thurman Sparky Plug. Man, I love that we very quickly went right over the racing gimmick. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the racing gimmick. Um, you are a race guy, specifically the F1 variety. Hey, man. I, I uh, on very, very rare occasion, will frequent a, a NASCAR clip or two. Explain to me the NASCAR appeal. I get the F1 appeal. I don't, I do. I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You know what? Actually, I can explain to you. You saw the clip from like a couple of months ago when the dude fucking rode his car wall, straight yeah. into the wall all the way around. That is the that is the only appeal that I can give to you. Which Other than that, it's, he said he learned it from NASCAR, like on Xbox. Yeah, from two thousand uh, NASCAR two thousand five. But no, aside from that, uh, I don't know, man. Go look up crashes or some shit, but not Dale Earnhardt's because that's a bit depressing. Yep. Uh, 05 underrated sports video game year. It's a good year. Oh, dude. Uh, NFL 2K5. Yep. ESPN NFL 2K5 with Terrell Owens on the cover, but also MVP Baseball 05 with Manny Ramirez on the cover was. And also uh, NBA Live 05 with Carmelo Anthony on the Nuggets on the cover. Mm -hmm. That's enough of that, though. Let's talk about Bob. So, Bob Holly, you think Bob Holly, you think of what state? What state would you think of for Bob Holly? Alabama. He is not from Alabama. What? You don't say. He is not from Alabama originally, I should say. He was born in Glendale, California. (laughs) I didn't even know there was a Glendale, California. Then grew up in Grants Pass, Oregon. Moved to Mobile, Alabama with the mother of his daughter and worked as a mechanic for Meineke. The auto parts. Interesting. Yeah. He also had a side hustle where he boxed in bars. Okay. Believable though, because one word to describe hardcore Holly, and you know, I'll gonna I'll say his real name. His real name is Robert William Howard. That's his real name. He sounds like a president, really. 
Robert William Howard. That is the first time I've ever heard someone with three first names. That's right. First name for the first name, first name for the middle name, first name for the last name. Robert I've William never Howard. Heard, I've heard of a twofer. You know, we've got Chris Paul, who's an iconic one. Uh, he's but, iconic now for another reason. So we are not going to talk about how he cuckolded uh, Kanye. But anyways, <laughs> it's the threefer I have not seen. And so Bob Holly, uh, the whole having a uh, a gimmick where you are a race car driver makes a little bit more sense now. He wasn't always a race car driver gimmick, though. He trained under Bob Sweet and Marcel Pringle and Rip Tyler, debuted in 1987 in the Mobile area under the World Organization of Wrestling, held some titles, held the World Organization of Wrestling tag titles with Ron Starr, defeating the Rock and Roll Express, the real one. Yeah, what a weird win to have on your resume as a very young wrestler. Made some appearances in a, as a jobber in WCW in 1990, in WWF as a jobber in 91, Went to Smoky Mountain Wrestling in 92 and was called Hollywood Bob Holly. Imagine this man as a guy named Hollywood. It's almost like he dyed his hair bleached blonde, got it short, and made himself look cool. Oh, he gets to that eventually. (laughs) But then he would come to WWF in 1994. His gimmick was a NASCAR driver turned wrestler, and his name was Thurman Sparky Plug. Our first thing is not a match. It is the vignette, the debut vignette for Thurman Plug. What do you think? Dude, have you ever noticed how anyone named Thurman doesn't have a nickname for Thurman? It is literally just anything else. Yeah. I mean, I don't know many humans named Thurman, aside from Thurman Thomas. Yeah, and guess what? His his, his nickname ain't the Thurman. Ain't, he's not Thurry. He's not. He's not any. He's not Monday. It's you know? weird because they should a hundred percent be the Terminator, right? Like that's what it should be. You should be the Terminator if your name is Thurman. Well, you do terminate things. It's just that's not right. good. So he is at the track. He is talking about his car. He's talking about the WWF. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Thurman Plug. My friends call me Sparky, and you can too. You know what the best part about it is? Is when he's walking up to the position or when yeah. he's like getting around the car, he goes, I'm ready to go racing. I'm ready to do it. You can just hear it pick up on the mic. He's so excited. I think the best part, and I tweeted about this from our account, he has a racing jacket on, but they didn't want to give anybody free advertising. So he has a racing jacket with made up logos on it. Let me walk you through some of them. Pink X, of course, everyone's favorite, I don't know, lifestyle brand. Uh, an orange fin that looks like a drowning Miami dolphin. Uh, a thing that says R1, which I assume is his favorite PlayStation button. Uh, a red one, which is how long the name Thurman would last one whole day. And a blue square in a blue circle, which I can only assume is his life alert button. Jesus Christ, not the life alert button. Somebody help Sparky Plug. Uh, someone get him the Slim Jim money that we're still waiting for. One day. Uh, rate the mullet. <laughs> God, seeing this man with hair is traumatizing. Um, it's like if you see photo if your dad's gone bald or like cut his hair, and you see photos of like young dad. And you're like, young dad had a mullet? And it's like, oh, yeah, man. Like, oh, oh, I don't know if your father did, but my dad sure did have a mullet. 
My dad also had a mullet. There was a very uh, prominently displayed photo of like baby me and my dad. And my dad has this like, he looks like Yarmir Yager. Like it's crazy. I I, the, I know who Yarmir Yager is. Um, I, I have seen Yarmir Yager without a helmet on. I know how his hair is. That is absolutely shocking. I've met your father. Yeah, it's wild. It's a your wild father time. Your a very clean shaven, clean cut. He looks like a very professional man. Yep. And he had a mullet. It makes, it makes a lot of sense when you see me now. Um, Thurman, because I'm going to call him Thurman for the remainder of this, uh, says when they ring that bell, I'm going to go pedal to the metal and ain't nobody going to stop. Sparky plug. If you're a fan watching this for the first time and you see this vignette, are you going to be like, I, I fucking, I want this guy to win. I want to cheer for this man. Here's the thing that I love most about this. He says he's going to be wide open, pedal to the metal. This no one has. I've I literally looked this up on Reddit, on fucking the internet, multiple multiple Twitter threads. No one in racing says wide open. The only time you say wide open is involving the steering wheel, where you don't turn all the way and you turn into someone and you open up your steering wheel, which is basically when you're turning, you just put it back into the position. Yeah, so that your car goes straight, so you basically boot the other person out up the road. No one says that. You say flat out. <laughs> no man, he's going to be wide open. He's just he's just waiting for a pass. He's wide open. I don't know, man. I looked at this and I was like, this is fucking cute. But like, I don't care if this guy ever becomes anything. The name Thurman Sparky Plug was quietly changed to Bob Spark Plug Holly, which is better because people shouldn't have names that are things. Your name shouldn't be Sparky Plug. Was nickname was still Spark Plug, man. I I know, but at least your nickname is Spark Plug. That's a nickname. That's a that's fine. Instead of your name being Thurman Plug. Hey man, talking about terrible fucking names. Let's go into our first match here, Evan. Who is good old Sparky teaming with? Bob Holly is teaming with the one two three kid to take on Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka at the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety five. It is the finals of a wwf tag team championship tournament what a weird set of teams yeah that'll put asses in seats dude the weirdest part about this tag team between bam bam and tatanka one tatanka had just gone heel i know this it's 95 you just gone heel yeah uh so obviously aligning with yourself with bam bam makes sense two they're both being managed by ted dibiase and three this is the royal rumble in two, three months, whatever, Bam Bam is the main event of WrestleMania. Which is a wild thought that he goes from this to that. But also wild that they would put Lawrence Taylor in that spot. And The Im- amount that celebrity wrestling matches have improved is crazy. Thank you, Bad I Bunny. Mean, yeah, you know, we got Bad Bunny, Logan Paul. Pat uh, McAfee. Yeah, Stephen Amell in that tag match. Yeah. He's been pretty deep lately, but... I also think that they've recognized that and are no longer putting people like celebrities in there just to put celebrities in there. They're putting yeah. people in there who athletic have, ability. Not that Lawrence Taylor doesn't, but it's also people who have like a at least like attachment to wrestling in some sort of way. Yeah, at least an, an interest too. Like, yeah, like they're willing to like learn. Yeah. yeah, they're willing to go and hang out with Drew Gulak for a couple of of weeks. And learn how to wrestle. That's like, apparently what everybody does. That bunny's tour just ended. I guarantee you he's already in a ring. Yeah. 
So uh, since it's a tournament, I, I always got to say who did people beat to get to the finals of the tournament. One, two, three, kid and Holly beat the team. Well done. Which I, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's somebody with the last name. Well, somebody with the last name done. I Do you know the workhorseman from from AEW, JD Drake and Anthony Henry? Yeah. That's just what their name should be. They should well, just be well done. They should just be well and done. Uh, they also beat the Heavenly Bodies. And on the other side, Bam Bam and Tatanka beat our boys, Men on a Mission. Oh. And the Head Shrinkers. That's an objectively harder route. First off, you know what's crazy about that? So they beat Men on a Mission. Bam Bam main events WrestleMania. Our boy fucking mabel main event SummerSlam this year what is going on 1995 might be the best year ever all right let's talk about the actual in-ring action uh what do you think of the match commentary immediately is mentioning the super bowl way too much oh, i did yeah. not know that the san diego chargers were in the super bowl in 1995 but now i'm very glad that the san diego chargers lost the san francisco 49ers at the super bowl in 1995 how did i know that that happened because i heard it from commentary Cyborg so signed by Tatanka to get off the West the West Coast Super Bowl because we're East Coast people. We don't care. Yeah, yeah we're East Coast. If you're a 49ers folks. fan, shout out to to uh, Big Cock Brock or whatever he yeah, goes by in the locker room. Pretty, Mister Relevant. Yeah, he's bring he's bringing sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> Sidewalk slam by Tatanka, as you mentioned. Uh, then Bob Holly gets a fucking tilt a whirl head scissors out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and I was of, like, Bob Holly could do that. And a set of drop kicks. I was impressed. Holly dropped to old Bam Bam when he comes in. One, two, three kid comes in. Bam Bam just double clotheslines both guys. This is what I realized. So one, two, three kid in this era is like, oh my god, Sean Weltman is the tiniest person in the world. Like they're like, he they, they treat him like a make a wish kid. They're like, it's incredible like that he's out one, here. He? He's six one two twelve. He would tower over so many wrestlers now. He's he's like a little taller than I am. Yeah, he's like maybe like a, a few, like quarter of an inch taller than me, and he weighs probably like two twenty five pounds more than me. That's Bam insane. Bam attempts a pop up power bump that looked like he was attempting to kill one two three kid, which would have been just what a what a fucking maneuver. But kid turns it into a hurricane run, a big move. Bam Bam counters with an insiguri. Uh, Tatanka's in. He's just whipping one, two, three, kid into the turnbuckles. They just take over for a while. The heels do. Bam, bam with a big suplex. Bam, bam charges kid who dumps him over the top rope to get a little bit of space. Uh, the big men are the baby faces are back in the ring at one point. They try going for stereo uh, crossbody, flying crossbodies off the top. Both yep. big men end up catching them, uh, and they try lawn darting them into each other. But both baby faces slip out and end up pushing the bigs right into one another. Yeah. Um, Holly lands really fucking hard on the outside at one point here. The ref gets distracted by uh, by one, two, three kid, and Bam Bam just takes that advantage and just starts rocking Bob Holly on the outside. Yeah, well, because Bam Bam pulls the top rope down, and so Holly is running the ropes and just has no ropes to bounce off of anymore and just falls to the outside. And then, right, Bam Bam just whoops his ass on the outside. This is also the only time I, this is the first time I noticed that Ted DiBiase was out there. Because they show, we go to the other side, I'm like, what the fuck is Ted DiBiase doing here? And then, you know, context clues, he only likes heels. And I knew he was with Tatanka and, and Bam Bam, but I was like, oh, I guess if they're together, it makes sense that he's also there. Does it, though? 
I don't know. It makes as much sense as Tatanka and Bam Bam being a tag team, I guess. Uh, whatever. Tatanka hits a power slam. Um, a one-two-three kid gets in the ring. Uh, to try breaking the pin up with an elbow with a standing elbow drop. Tatanka, who is facing him, this is the first time I've ever seen a smart wrestler. Looks at him, moves out of the way of the standing elbow drop, and once a three kid lands right on yeah. Holly. Uh, Bam Bam is holding Holly. Tatanka is off the top. He hits Bam Bam as Holly moves. Tatanka draws kid around the ropes so Holly has nobody to tag. Like Tatanka is on the apron and he antagonizes kid to like run across the apron to him. And that way, Holly has no one to make the hot tag to, which is a bummer. Uh, ref gets distracted. Bam Bam rocks Holly one more time. <laughs> they start cutting the ring. Um, Holly went for a sunset flip pin. Uh, but he Bam Bam is eating. too big. Bam Bam just sits on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holly in the, in the heel corner tags into Tonka, thinking it's one, two, three, kid. Yeah, which is great. That's great. Like, he's so out of it. Yeah, he's so absolutely rocked right now. Um, one, two, three kid keeps getting into the ring and distracting the ref, and it is absolutely so. I hate it's. It's the thing I hate most in wrestling. Just why are you do? Just stop doing that. It's so easy. Dumb babyface syndrome is so prevalent in pro wrestling. It's so stupid. It really, really is. I just got a really nice like gut wrench suplex by Tanaka. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah he's a powerful man. Uh, uh, Bam Bam puts his head on the turnbuckle like his own head. He just sits there and is like telling Tatanka, like, run his head into my head. Tatanka's like, whatever, man. So Bam Bam just took a headbutt, but he won. I don't know. You think he's got some mowing in him? Um, I, I guess. The kid finally gets his hop tag. It is drop kick city out here. Bitch. Yeah. Crest, crescent kick and then top rope drop kick, drop kick. Uh, a flip senton that takes out Tatanka at ringside. And I was like, it is 1995. That hasn't been unlocked yet. That's why 123 Kid was this mystical person for I know. So he could long. jump off stuff. He could jump off stuff. Oh my God. Now he's six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kid, get it, ends up hitting a flying crossbody for a near fall. Uh, at one point, Ted DiBiase's in the corner between the heel and babyface corners um, and starts distracting the ref. Bam Bam tosses one, two, three kids to the outside. Um, with a military press. Like with a military press. Yeet yes. that man. This, he said, this bitch empty. Yeet. Um, at one point, the, the heels get back into the ring. Uh, they have one, two, three kid laid out. Bam Bam goes to the top rope. He's setting up for his moonsault. For whatever fucking reason, Tatanka decides, hey, I'm going to hit the ropes and probably hit like a running splash or whatever. Which is weird because Tatanka just did a flying shoulder block as his finisher. That's beside the point. That is beside the point. Tatanka just has a plan. Yeah. He goes, he hits the ropes. When he hits the ropes, Bam Bam, who is on the top rope, back facing the ring, just falls backwards right into the ring. Gets knocked out. Holly gets Tatanka to the outside. Kid crawls over and gets the pin. One, two, three, kid. And... Bob Holly, our tag champions, how long would their reign last? Do you know? Probably like a week. I don't know. <laughs> One day. <laughs> they would lose them the next night to the smoking guns. Oh, they did mention that they actually replaced the smoking guns in this tournament, no? Yeah. And guess what? The smoking guns just walked in, beat one team, 
and got to be tag champs. What a way to live. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we are seeing the transformation of Bob Sparkplug Holly into Hardcore Holly. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back from the break. We are skipping over uh, Bob Holly being part of the new Midnight Express. Because fuck that. Where who he was, was he there with? It was him and who? Bart Gunn. He was Bombastic Bob alongside Bodacious Bart. In mid-1998. Bob Holly, a guy who boxed in bars before, did compete in the Brawl for All, which is something I feel like there's 60, there's only 16 guys, but goddamn, did they all, it's on everybody's Wikipedia. He was eliminated in the first round by Bart Gunn, his new Midnight Express partner, who defeated him on points, and Holly was the only person that Gunn did not knock out until Bart Gunn got to WrestleMania and got fucking murdered. You know what the funniest shit is? they lost the titles to the fucking guns and we just keep mentioning the guns because hey spoiler alert there's gonna be another gun coming up here soon yes i'm also mentioning that this is the era where we're skipping over the job squad who you mentioned at the top of the episode unbelievable Uh, i know but they'll get their own three-part series the five of them what a time it'll be it'll be we're really hurting for episodes uh at saint valentine's day massacre which is uh 1999 yeah, yes. early 99, which is the first pay-per-view I ever watched, Bob Holly defeated Al Snow for the hardcore title, permanently ending the job squad. A week later on Raw for his title defense, Bob Holly had his name changed to Hardcore Holly. That takes us to our second match, WrestleMania 15. It is Hardcore Holly trying to regain the hardcore title from Billy Gunn in a triple threat match, also including Al Snow. This is the first ever hardcore championship match at WrestleMania. It's in Philadelphia. Hat guy from ECW is in attendance. Do you think the Eagles will make it out of the NFC this year? Oh. um, It's tough, right? I think right now it's tough to say because I do think the 49ers are the best team. But But now we don't know what Brock Purdy looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked fine, but the the Eagles are right there and they're proven. Uh, I say no. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I knew you were going to say that. The Vikings are (laughs) one of the weirdest point differential teams to ever exist. Dude, they are literally underdogs against the fucking Lions this week. That's the two-loss Minnesota Vikings. It's because Dan Campbell underdogs. eats kneecaps. Uh, who do you who you have to pick a Super Bowl matchup right now? Who do you think it's going to be? Oh man, um, the Bills feels like the right pick. I'm not going to do it though. I think it's Chiefs Eagles. I think it's Chiefs, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Cowboys. 
Oh, oh, it hurts to say. Anyways, this is the opening match of WrestleMania 15. We got Cole and Lawler on commentary. And it's always a big spot to have your music be the first music that gets played at WrestleMania. And the person who gets that spot is Al Snow. Yeah, baby. A man who, according to Mankind, never drew a dime. And Mankind is a fucking liar. I would have paid (laughs) infinite amount of money to see Al Snow. I'm still waiting for the Al Snow three-parter. Hardcore Holly is jacked to the goddamn gills. Yeah. When he comes out, he he is a terrifying dad. He is a cut specimen. You know what I think? I think his face makes him look bigger. Is the weird thing because he kind of has a small head. We just have to say that Bob Holly does not have a big head whatsoever. It is it is slightly below average at absolute best. Yeah. Um. And since the rest of him is so fucking huge, like even his neck, everything about him is fucking massive. It just sticks out even more. It makes him look even bigger. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Billy Gunn. There's no road dog to do Billy Gunn's entrance, but Daddy Ass is sang to the ring by his fans. You know, we have to talk about this. Have you? Does it ever just fucking weird you out that in 1999, the fucking road dog was in the IC title match and Billy Gunn was in the hardcore title match? It's the wrong way around. And it's so bad. It's, it's so it bad. It should have. I I wholeheartedly believe that if they had flipped that around, Billy Gunn would have been a bigger deal. What did you think of the match? It was chaos. Um, it's it's not it's not chaos in the way that like we expect certain hardcore matches to be just crazy. I really enjoyed that they used a variety of different weapons you don't really see. Uh, the thing I love about it most is that Al Snow is on top for like seventy percent of this match. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, so the match starts. Gunn grabs a mic. Uh, he goes to to do his part of a promo, I guess. I don't know. All, all I know is Al Snow's the biggest baby face in, in town because as soon as my man says anything, Al Snow just attacks him from behind. Then both Holly and Gunn work on Snow. They double elbow him, and then Holly gets the advantage on Gunn in the corner. A clothesline by Harker Holly turns Billy Gunn inside fucking out. He oversells to the moon, and honestly, I loved it. Uh, Al Snow brings Hardcore Holly to ringside, runs him to the announce table, whips him with a cord. All the classics. Jesus Christ. And then Billy Gunn takes a goddamn staircase bump like fucking Mick Foley. Like prime mankind. But he, so he does. But also he is so tall that when he plants his hands to give himself a little bit of leverage, he like handstands. Like he's in, like he's doing the the weird vert stall in Tony Hawk. He's like up on, he's doing parkour. Billy Gunn's doing parkour. Like it's so obvious that he put his hands down. It's kind of weird. Well, the man can't fucking help the fact that he's like six five six six and built like a goddamn Adonis because he's on horse tranquilizers or whatever the fuck. Holly runs Snow into the barricade at the entryway. We get a suplex on the entryway by Hardcore Holly. Gun comes in and just starts stomping them both. Uh, and then Al Snow saves Hargo Holly from a pile driver. I don't understand why he would do that. Was it a pile driver? I thought it was a power bomb. Yeah, it was that same setup, you know. Listen, it was the same setup. I would have done a power bomb there because nothing hurts more than the power bomb ringside. Fair enough. Uh, Holly's looking for weapons. Al Snow gets a hockey stick, which gets Let's Go Flyers chance. Which seven year old me, I fucking hated the Flyers. 
What do we what do we think about the Flyers? I okay, so as someone who does not give a shit about hockey and has adopted the Seattle Kraken um up until playoff time to which I adopt Kale McCarr cuz yep. you mass baby. There is I I don't know anything. I just know that the Flyers are Philadelphia and I hate I feel like all Philadelphia sports are hated except for the Phillies. So, I hate the Flyers for a very specific reason. I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And the same division or something? Well, same conference. And there's a very vivid memory I have. I'm 12 years old. It's it, the Leafs are in the playoffs. It's a game seven or game six or whatever. Is that the last time they were in the playoffs? Shh. Flyers have the advantage. Darcy Tucker, a shit disturber player that is on the Leafs, that it's one of those players that when they're on your team, you love them. And the second they leave, you're like, fuck that guy. And you oh, Mark is smart. Mark is smart. Pre- precisely. He. Takes the skull off of Sammy Kapanen on the Flyers along the boards in OT. I pop so hard. My 12-year-old, I'm just shaking. I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. As he hits him, the puck goes the other way, and Jeremy Roenick scores for the Flyers. The Leafs are eliminated from the playoffs. The Leafs then do not make the playoffs for the entirety of my teenage life. They don't make it again until I'm 21 years old. It is from 12 to the prime of my fandom. They never make the playoffs. So I associate the Flyers with ending part of my childhood. So they can go fuck <laughs> themselves. The exception, the exception is Gritty. That dude fucks. Gritty does fuck. So shout out to Gritty. We love Gritty. Uh, Al Snow cracks people with a fucking hockey stick. It's awesome. Uh, a tray of drinks is under the ring. <laughs> And I guess it belongs to the commentary guy. Yeah, and they're like, hey, those are ours. I'm like, well, why are they under the ring and not by your desk? Uh, Gun cracks it over Snow's head. Uh, Billy Gunn snaps a hockey stick over Harker Holly's back. Al Snow gets a broom. Yeah, I don't know where he got it. I didn't see him go get one. I just, he just showed up and he had a broom. So Al, I have another story. This is Al Snow's hardcore. Being a hardcore match made me think of this story. Uh, I used to have all the wrestling figures, right? And, of course. Uh, uh, I got really into ECW because I should and I shouldn't have, but I learned what like hard like hardcore matches look like, and it was the figures that had like the rubber faces, like yeah. they were like a little squishy or whatever. And I remember I was having I was wrestling with them in my brother's room, and we're watching ECW, and I'm having like a hardcore match, and I so vividly remember it was Goldust versus Al Snow, and my brother's like, "Who won the match?" I'm like, "Goldust." He's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Yeah." He ripped Al Snow's nose off, and I hold the doll, like the wrestling figure up, and Al Snow has no nose. And my brother's like, what happened? So Al Snow, I still have the figure. It's somewhere in my like storage unit or whatever. There's an Al Snow figurine with no nose because of a hardcore match <laughs> that I had. Between him and Goldust. Goldust apparently meant business, man. He bit his nose off. He's fucking, he's like Haku. Jesus he's God. hardcore uh we get a we get a low blow by snow and then he's uh, on gun and then he just rocks uh billy with the broomstick the broomstick gets broken in half yeah. so he grabs the end without the brussels on it so the non-cleaning end yeah um and just starts whipping the shit out of both of these dudes yeah and you know then gun gets a chair uh, al snow hits him with the broomstick uh, Al right Snow gets the, the yeah. Al Snow gets the chair, hits both men in corners. Al Snow tries to do the leap off the chair and hit. He he does it. He does like the whisper in the or the, not the whisper in the wind, the poetry motion to yeah. uh, Gun, and then he tries to do it 
to uh, Holly and nobody home. Gun tosses Holly to the outside. Back in the ring, Al Snow hits both men with head. Head is here. Head is the most over thing probably in WrestleMania right now, except for Stone Cold. Uh, Al Snow gets a table and brings it in the ring. I was like, okay, shit's happening. Yeah, until so B- Billy Gunn gets the chair. He absolutely paints hardcore Holly with the chair shot. Yep. And then grabs Al Snow and throws him through the table that's yeah, set up in the corner. A little hip toss through the table, and then we get crotch chop city by Billy Gunn. He sets up the chair on the ground, famous sir by gun onto the chair on snow. He goes for the pin, and who's here but Hardcore Holly to crack gun in the back, get the pin himself, and regain his hardcore title as he should. It's gangsta. You know, I let I let this guy do all the work. I come in, I hit him with chair, he is gone. I pin a guy who he had beat up, I win match. How many times do you think Hardcore Holly was the hardcore champion? I guess like three times. It's six. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's I looked at it, and normally when I look at these, and I'm like, I get surprised. That one, I'm like, that's about right. Six times yeah. sounds about right because Crash had I it said for a long three because I was like, you know, when these happen, I usually overguess <laughs> all the yeah. time. I overguess, so I, I went a little conservative. On the August 16th, 1999 edition of Raw, Hardcore Holly introduced his on-screen cousin, Crash Holly. Uh, they unsuccessfully challenged for the tag titles at SummerSlam. They would consistently argue over who was the better Holly. They actually won the WWF tag titles on the October 18th, 99 edition of Raw, defeating the Rock and Sock Connection because Triple H interfered, and then lost the titles two weeks later to Al Snow and Mankind, which means that they won the titles from Mankind and lost them from Mankind, but not with the same friends. I love Mankind. God, Go listen to our, our Mick Foley three-parter. It just ended a couple weeks ago. It's yeah. great. It's great. We are at Survivor Series 1999. It is the Hollies and Too Cool versus the Hardys and Edge and Christian. For context, Stone Cold was hit by a car 10 minutes ago. <laughs> And we're still having tag team eliminations. JR, I love that it's like Stone Cold's been killed. Anyways, here's Scotty Tuati. They don't give a fuck. No, here's the best part about this is so Stone Cold gets hit by a car. There's been no update on his medic on him medically. They're about to they announced there's going to be one after this match. And so JR, who in real life, but also in Kfib is good friends with Steve Austin. Yep. It's just like sad. He is selling this entire match. And then right next to him is just King going, Grandmaster Sexy. Lawler straight up says, so your friend got run over by a car. Whatever. Can't grieve forever. Lawler, what the fuck, man? Anyways, uh, too cool and the Hollies are heel here, which is wild because we know them as so super popular baby faces. But too cool have not de- like added Rikishi yet, so they're not popular for another like I think month or two. I think another month because R- they Rikishi hadn't added there. Rikishi yet. They add him in December, and then the 2000 Rumble Rikishi is with them. I did it for the Rock. The Hollies. Uh, are not popular yet because they still haven't really developed that goofy gimmick of crash. Like he was just annoying at this point. 
of taking the scales down to the ring. Yeah, but like, I mean, they, they have the scales for this match. And my question is, did nobody in 1999 have taste? Like, why are these guys heels? Do you know what the craziest thing about this is? It what? is Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys on the same side. Yeah. And I think the most over people in this match are too cool. But like, it's weird because they're not over. Like they're over, but they're not over. Nobody's over, mainly because we witnessed the favorite wrestler of all time get murdered. We saw it happen on TV. All and right? the fucking fat Samoan guy did it. For The Rock. Uh, so it's Scotty Nets to start. They're trading shoves and shots. Scotty goes up and over in the corner. Both men trade chops. Edges are significantly harder. You can hear the difference that quality it's makes. It's a very large, like a, a very like deep thump. Yeah. I want you, before we keep going, power rank these teams in terms of your favorites. <sighs> That's tough, man. That's and I'm, really I'm talking like just like this iteration of them or or in like general let's let's say in general but the team it has to be the duo of those two oh you son of a bitch because you knew what number one would have been yes i absolutely do um i would say it's it's probably edge and christian um hardy's two cool hollies i think mine is hardy's edge and christian two cool and Too Cool is mainly because Rikishi, to be yeah, honest. Well, if, if Too Cool was the whole trio, then it would have been fucking, they would have been number one. But if you're just telling me it's Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hottie, then I wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. So we get a crescent kick by Edge. Scotty tags in Crash. Matt gets tagged in. We get a big double pancake onto Crash. Uh, Matt with an elbow runs Crash into the corner. Uh, Matt puts him crotch first on the rope. And then we get a series of incredible maneuvers. <laughs> He absolutely stiffs the shit out of Crash with that running forearm, too, right after. He does. Then Matt with a crossbody planter to the outside. It gets no pop whatsoever from the crowd. None. Matt is absolutely dead in this match. Grandmaster Sexay hits a sunset flip powerbomb to Matt from the apron to the outside. Still no pop. Still no reaction. No Which re- is insane. That shit was huge. A, it was a crazy move. And then it keeps going. Christian with a springboard splash on a sex A. Scotty with a running senton off the apron onto everybody. Hardcore, being the reasonable man that he is, stops Jeff Hardy from running onto everybody. He's like, no, no, hippie boy. Not yeah, going to happen. absolutely rocking Jeff. And then what happens? What does he that back, lead to? He back body drops Jeff onto the outside onto everybody else already. <laughs> back into the rig. Uh... The Christian hits a power slam on Crash for a near fall. Yeah. The Hollies get a little bit of an advantage going. They hit this like spine buster neck breaker combo is kind of what I took it as for yeah. a near fall, uh, which is insane because that should be like a finisher. That should look great. It did look great. Um, uh, Grandmaster gets into the ring. He does his little high pitched Jerry Lawler laugh. I, the, I can't. <laughs> it's. It's the worst. He does a bulldog out of the corner just like his daddy. Christian kicks out. Scotty then tosses Grandmaster his goggles. He attempts the bulldog again, and Christian sends him crotch first into the corner where, because of the way his legs went, he kicks a cameraman down. That camera, dude. If you look at all the production people uh, from the the new camera angle that they put on staring into the corner, they're concerned. (laughs) Yeah, he got fucking rocked. He took a... a, uh, he took a Claymore kick, essentially, from Grandmaster Sexay. 
That's what no, he did. except except Drew's working those claymore kicks. That brother took a Kenta bomb, a Kenta kick to the dome. Ooh, yes, true. Uh, edge and hardcore in edge with a back body drop, and then Edge takes him out with a spear. Spear to crash. Master Sexy avoids the spear, dances, and then gets hit with a spear because he's fucking dancing. Yeah, and there's a little bit of a of a, a brawl that breaks out, and then Holly ends up rolling up Edge. Uh, really fucking wrenches him pretty deep for uh, the one, two, three. Edge is eliminated from the match, and then a quick second elimination because a top rope jumping DDT by Scotty onto Matt Hardy eliminates him. So it's a four-two advantage for the heels. We're down to Jeff and Christian. Which did you have that on your bingo card? <laughs> no, those one of those is my favorite member of their tag team. The other one's Christian, <laughs> which is Christian's still great, but he's definitely not Edge. Hey man, one's in AEW. Uh, well, actually, they're both in AEW. One is just legally allowed to be on TV. Whenever I meet somebody and they're like, "Yeah, my," f-, it's it's like when people like Luigi better. You know what I mean? I love Luigi. You're a younger brother. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Lo- you're conditioned yeah. to love Luigi. You dummy. Also, Crash Holly, who is tiny, four inches taller than me. <laughs> I just looked that up for my own sanity. So I remember growing up. He's 5'10. I was growing up and I was looking at it and I was like, I remember Crash. I'm like, look, Crash Holly, he's tiny. I'll grow up to be bigger than him. Nope. All right. He's so short. That's right. I could only imagine what I'd be. Oh, wow. That's insane. I I would never have guessed that. Uh, Sunset flip by Hardy onto Scotty. Two count. They trade pins. Uh, Scotty drop kicks Jeff. It's supposed to be in the leg, it's in the thigh and hip. He gets yeah. him way too high. Then Scotty kicks looks like the, it's still hurt though. He kicks the leg out of Jeff and then <laughs> hits the worm. Oh yeah. And Sexay is screaming like a hyena on the apron. It's fucking nuts. Like the hyenas from fucking Lion King. Yeah. Uh, he gets into the ring to hit a tandem power bomb on Jeff for a near fall. Uh Grandmaster at one point goes full heel here. He grabs Jeff. He grabs a fucking crazy fistful of hair from Jeff Hardy and then just absolutely tosses Jeff by the hair. Yeah, and then he drop kicks him off the middle rope to the back, kicks out again. Jeff gets to kick out of a lot of things. Yeah. They let Jeff take a lot of offense and kick out, which is the against the Survivor Series code. Everything at Survivor Series hurts twice as much because you want in the elimination matches because you, you want to wrap it up. At one point, uh, Too Cool gets up on the top. They're going to go for a double superplex on Jeff Hardy. Uh, Christian hits a low, a double low blow on both of them, uh, which allows Jeff to hit a fucking 450 on Scotty Too Hardy. One, two, three, Scotty's gone. I audibly gasped. You you see Jeff go up to the top rope, but guy's lying down. You're like, okay, it's going to be an excellent looking swanton bomb. Of course it will. No, Jeff with a fuck. Jeff is also weirdly too tall to do a 450 because he's so. He over rotated. He did. He almost landed on that man with his chin. His he great. landed. He damn near fucking bounced his forehead off the mat. Uh, Christian is. In against Crash, double hip top by the faces. Hardy kicks Crash, then is a launching pad for a crossbody by Christian in the corner. Jeff wants poetry in motion in the other corner, but Hardcore Holly drop kicks him off the top turnbuckle out of midair. Hardcore Holly has no time for your nonsense. 
clean ass drop kick. Uh, yeah. Grandmaster Sexay hits a his a top rope uh, leg drop on Jeff. One two three. Jeff is gone. But immediately, as soon as he gets up, eats an inverted DDT from Christian. One two three. Grandmaster Sexay is gone. It's the Hollies versus Christian. That's it. Who'd have guessed? Who'd have guessed? <laughs> Uh, there's one guy with a parlay like, oh, I got this. <laughs> Hardcore uh, hits a clean ass suplex, yep. which got me thinking. Crash or uh, Hardcore Holly is such a clean wrestler. The dude hits clean suplexes, clean drop kicks, clean punches. It's always clean from him. That was going to be my like big summary note at the end. Is I had no idea because Hardcore Holly, he's in comedy things with the Hollies. You know, he's just an he, he's a lower end wrestler. He's a brawler. The, he's a brawler. Everything he does, very crisp, very precise. Yeah. You know, hip tosses, very precise. Back body drop, very like by the, the he he's one of those like guys who just does all the things really like really well. Yeah, but he he doesn't. There's like that little it factor, you know. There's got to be. I mean, there. the guy has the charisma of a fucking plank of wood. So he he's just like a tough guy doing yeah. cool wrestling moves. And it hey, you know, it fucking worked out for him. That guy probably made a lot of money throughout his career. Crash tosses Christian out of the corner, and then we get like a Boston Crab elbow combo by the Hollies. I can't explain it. Just watch it. It's really cool. We get a catch power slam by Harker Holly for a two, which was fucking nice. This little uh, snap power slam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Crash gets into the ring with Christian. Christian's able to get him. Hits him with an unprettier. Which one, they two, three. didn't have a name for yet. Commentary yeah. just is like, oh, what a maneuver. Uh, hits him with the unprettier. One, two, three. Crash is gone. It is now just hardcore Holly against Christian. That guy with the parlay is like, fuck, I didn't have this. I had Crash winning. Hardcore Holly is mad at Crash, tosses him out of the ring. Hardcore just counters a victory roll into a pin. One, two, three. Christian's is wiped from being on the one on three. Hardcore Holly, sole survivor at Survivor Series. <laughs> I would have never guessed. I bet there's like a quiz out there where it's like, name all the sole survivors, and everyone goes, fucking Hardcore Holly? Guaranteed. Well, the the best part about that quiz is just like five or six different times it was Randy Orton. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is great. I just tried to look up list of soul survivors and it's people who like survive real accidents and stuff. So now I'm sad. Uh, let's go to commercial. When we get back, Harker Holly is challenging for the WWE championship in the year of our Lord 2004. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details 
Back from the break. In 2002, Holly turned heel on SmackDown, began a short feud with Randy Orton. Yeah, this is what he was doing. This, you know, we, we skipped over Mighty Molly and some iterations of the Holly Cousins. They, the fact they won the tag titles the one time, you know. Then he had a minor feud with Kurt Angle, which turned him face again. And then on September 12, 2002, Holly suffered a broken neck during a match against a young upstart named Brock Lesnar because he was powerbombed neck first on the mat. He had a Sandbagged. Third- 13-month hiatus from wrestling after surgery. He would return in Survivor Series 03 and be on opposing teams where he was actually disqualified because he attacked Brock Lesnar before the bell and refused to quit. Was that the Brock versus Cena thing? The, the, where Cena was on the other team. I think it was, wasn't it Brock versus Angle? Yeah, but it was like it was like Brock and all the big guys, like Nathan Jones yes. and all yep, that. That's exactly it. Jesus that is Christ. exactly the one. I need to look up the the teams because it's just the yeah. It's Kurt Angle, Bradshaw, Dipshit, Hardcore Holly, and John Cena versus Lesnar, A Train, Big Show, Matt Morgan, and Nathan Jones. Yeah, oh, where one man. side was just beef, you know, beef. Uh, and somehow the baby faces won. Anyways, um, Royal Rumble two thousand four, Hardcore Holly versus Brock Lesnar for Brock Lesnar's WWE Championship. The Royal Rumble is where weird people get world title shots because it doesn't matter. It's the yeah. season premiere. We just need somebody. That, we just need to see the champion. You know, we know we're going into WrestleMania. Whoever's he's not winning. You know, I miss that. I miss that when that was a thing. Because now it's like, hey, let's just throw Kevin and Owens with Roman Reigns out there for the you know third what? Or fourth yeah. time Royal Rumble this year. Give me Ricochet. Let him have a match with Roman Reigns. Fuck it. Oh, Ricochet's got he's got he's got uh, Walter coming soon. <laughs> that is true. Give me fucking I don't know, man. Like, why can't it be fucking Sheamus versus Pete Dunne. Roman? Pete Dunne. No, no, come on, man, come on. Because uh, no, because Pete Dunne can't lose, man. Pete, <laughs> Pete Dunne's got to if he's gonna face Roman for the side, he's got to beat his ass. This gives me strong Lord Tensai vibes, where commentary is <laughs> doing really good work to be like, hey. Don't remember the last X number of years, but he's a he's a threat for the world title. I'm like, he can be gone for 13 months. He can be gone for 13 years. The second I see him, I'm like, that's Hardcore Holly. What the fuck are you doing in the WWE? Like, no disrespect to the man, but that's that was not his spot on the card. I'm curious to see what the promos were like between these two guys. Because, listen, man, we're going to recap this at the end. Hardcore Holly promo, he was not. <laughs> There's a reason he was so memorable, being with Crash, who was a fun talker. Not a great promo, but a very fun guy. And Molly Holly, who, again, was a fun character. They Because they needed somebody to play off of, you know? Yeah, whereas... The, like, and then there's Brock, who doesn't have Heyman at this point. So he's... Brock Lesnar... I don't the, know, man. Brock Lesnar is the person whose voice least matches his face. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah absolutely you know what is really annoying like ryback for as much as that guy fucking sucks his voice fits him perfectly <laughs> he's probably as perfect as you're gonna get with voice uh physique combos yep. but man brock's just brock is the, it's like the fucking movie when when you got I get a guy who's deep it's like fucking grown-ups remember grown-ups when they're at the water park and you got the canadian dude who comes yeah, he's up from he's Saskatoon. Like, He's from Saskatoon, and he's talking like this. Hey, you ever been to Saskatoon? Yeah. Shit, which, yeah. Which, actually, people don't know, that's how everyone in Saskatchewan sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little-known fact. There's something in the air. Everybody sounds like that. Uh, the shade, Jesus. Taz says here, well, here comes the pain, so I am very content. 
Uh, I also say I do not want Hardcore Holly in my bad books. As much as we say, like, hey, you know, lower card wrestler, you know, not, not a lot of charisma. Uh, would never say that to his face. Are you insane? Oh, well, he also seems like a really good guy. He just seems like, so. a, like, a good, like a good guy. But that's the thing is, good guys, when you cross them, that's who you do not want mad at you. Lesnar jumps on the apron to do his little pyro explosion. The second it explodes, Harker Holly punches him in the face. <laughs> he has no time for this. He grabs Brock. He runs shoulder first into the post. Does it again. Yeah. Uh, they get into the ring. The match officially starts. Hardcore goes for a top rope splash, misses. And that's all the opening Lesnar needs, apparently. Yeah, Brock hits the most effortless snap suplex I have ever seen in my life. He treated fucking Bob Holly like the motherfucker was Rey Mysterio. Like he weighed nothing. For those keeping track at home, Hardcore Holly, 235. And like pretty big, right? He's like 6'2", 6'3". Build at six feet. Yeah, build it just six feet. Which is so you mean to tell to me, me, Evan? There's, I'm sorry. There's just no fucking way that he was only two inches taller than Crash, but also only one inch shorter than the one, two, three kid. There's just no way. I'm telling you right now, there is zero shot that Crash Holly was five ten. Well, Crash Holly has bad posture. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Lesnar then shoves Hardcore Ali out of the ring, gets a waist lock on on the mat, which is such a weird move, but I get it. Brock's an amateur wrestler. It's fine. Go Golden Gophers, you know? Like it's, yeah, he puts, it's like a it's like a weird body vice though, because he's yeah. not really like because he's got one arm wrenched in between the neck and sh- and shoulder, and the other one wrecked. Well, no, he does that eventually, but the first time he literally just has like waist control with his legs and arms. He's like a, he's like an annoying backpack. Yeah, all he is for a while. Backpack, backpack. Lesnar with a move I've never really seen, which is a like raised, delayed fisherman suplex. When I think of fisherman suplex, I think of the quick snap. You know, get the pin. Lesnar's just like I'm gonna just hold you up here for for a hot. You say that, but isn't that Ryback's finisher? Oh yeah, because he did this. Like he move him over and he do the walk around the ring. He did the walk around and he dropped him. Yeah. It was the, what's it called? The feed me more. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Um, So he does that and then immediately goes straight down, gets that gut wrench hold on again, which is what Taz called it with a grapevine. They stand up a little bit. Now it's a bear hug. And then we get a overhead belly to belly by Lesnar, followed by a sleeper. Holly gets to his feet. He gets some elbows, back elbow in the corner, clothesline, but it takes a second clothesline to get Lesnar down. Drop kick, and then for the first time this entire episode, we get to see Holly's finisher, the Alabama Slam. I always gave this move to one of my wrestlers in WWE. Always. I loved it, dude. It was in Raw versus SmackDown 2006. That was my shit. Yeah. Just pick a guy up by the fucking calves and slam him down. You know what's great? I love it when Drew Ma- I love Drew McIntyre's version because it's that but flipped around the other way so the guy lands face first. Yes. Very funny. It's, it's fucking great. Land on your face. Hardcore doesn't go for the pin. Instead of going for the pin, he gets a full Nelson locked in instead like he's fucking Chris Masters. And he grapevines Lesnar. Lesnar gets to the ropes and Hardcore Holly just refuses to let it go. They fall through the ropes with it locked in. It was a really tough fall to the outside. It was, the other thing is, there's nowhere to break your fall. Lesnar has his arms up in the air. Like, <laughs> hardcore. You just got back from neck surgery, man. Um, Brock 
they get back into the ring. Literally, it's like as soon as he gets up, Holly just stumbles straight into a fucking F5. Yeah. Here comes the pain. Boom. One, two, three. Brock Lesnar retains his title. Hollywood never challenged for the WWF title again. Actually, it's a lie. Hollywood challenged one more time for the WWF title. Do you know against who? Jesus who would, who would he challenge for the WWE championship after that? It was on TV, right? It was on TV. Is it Edge? It is not Edge. Was it a good guess, though? That is a good guess. I have no idea. I I read this somewhere. Yes, there it is. He had a hardcore match against JBL during his reign. Oh, yeah, he had a, that would have been my other guess. To be honest, I JBL. thought JBL, but I was like, no, no. Bob Holly would then have some unsuccessful tag teams with guys who were half of very successful tag teams, like Hardcore was. Uh, Charlie Haas, Billy oh. Gunn. Yeah, he also went after Orlando Jordan's U.S. title unsuccessfully. In 06, he went to ECW, challenged for the title there, and then went to Raw, where he had a feud about respect with a new guy, a new youngin named Cody Rhodes. I wasn't watching during this time, but looking back on it, it's just simple concept for a feud. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting the way because I I, do, I was watching at this time. Uh, this is actually a time I was watching like weekly. Yeah. Um, I remember when Cody came up, uh, we started seeing Dusty a lot more, which was pretty cool. And I always thought Dusty was cool because he, for some reason, in Raw versus SmackDown, when he would pop up in the Legends thing, he was obviously in the Polka Dot thing. But I feel like my game might have been glitched or whatever because he would always come out with the million dollar belt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just it just put that to memory. So I, I was a big Dusty guy strictly because of that. And he's on myself, Dusty. I, I was very happy. You know, the, the, the little cowbell. Oh, yeah. Baby, I forgot to text you this week. I was going to send you a Snapchat. I saw a woman at a, at a grocery store. She had a black shirt on and a yellow polka dot sign. And I was going to be like, oh, look at Dusty Rhodes buying himself some groceries. Oh, what a great day to buy groceries, baby. It's true. I totally I totally forgot to text you. I was going to Snapchat or like snap a photo and be like, look, this woman looks like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> but I forgot. <laughs> Anyway, so and then I remember when Cody came up. The, well, the first time I believe we ever saw Cody Rhodes was during Dusty's uh, Hall of Fame introduction, and then uh, Cody started off on a Raw, and it was weird because I just remember thinking whenever I saw this guy, I was like, "Really, that's Dusty's kid? He looks yeah. really good." <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, also when you see Dustin Rhodes outside of Goldust makeup, you're like, "Yeah, that's Dusty's kid. Like, it looks a yeah, little, he looks, he looks just like him. like him." Yeah, and maybe Cody in like ten years will look like Dusty. Who knows? Cody, I will say, his head's starting to get a little wider because he's getting a little older. He's starting, yeah. he's starting to fill in a little bit. As soon as his, as soon as he stops getting a little deezed, which admittedly, now that he's coming back from surgery, probably next month or so. Yeah, guy's looking big. So Cody failed to beat Hardcore Holly a couple of different times, and then he finally got the win over Holly and earned his respect. Holly then came to Rhodes' aid to save him on a beatdown from. The world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Goss. That's who it was. Was together. I did not know they got back together. Well, you know, some things are just better together, including Charlie Goss and Shelton Benjamin. All right, Jack Johnson. Then they became a tag team, and they had a match against Benjamin and Haas. They earned a shot at the world tag titles by defeating Paul London and Brian Kendrick and the Highlanders. And then they had the their title match against Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch at Survivor Series. They were unsuccessful. 
But that leads us to this match, December 10th, 2007, the 15th anniversary episode of Raw. And it's them challenging Caden Murdoch for the tag titles. Wait, is it going to be 15-year anniversary on in two days of this match? <laughs> when this episode drops, it'll be the 15-year anniversary of that match. Which which means that it's the that'll be the 30th anniversary of Raw then, right? Well, I mean, they probably it's probably not the like-for-like like date. I, I feel like they just got it close enough, no? Yeah. Um, anyways, yes, I was reacting that way because of the Highlanders. That just unlocked a memory in my head that I literally probably haven't accessed since 2009. Like that's fair. That is insane. Uh, yes. So now we get to hear 15th year uh, anniversary for Monday Night Raw. Dusty's on commentary, and the clip that we have here starts with the 12 days of Christmas for WWE commercial. And let me tell you something. When I was a kid, this I was the target demographic for this. I wanted it so bad, Evan. You have no idea. The 12 WWE day uh, shop days of Christmas. Ready? 12 Triple H watches, 11 Stone Cold t-shirts, 10 Batista fatheads. Remember fatheads? Oh, yeah. God damn. Nine Taker plush bears, eight, and they call them creepy t-shirts? They're edge t-shirts. I don't know why they called them creepy. I guess he's a creepy guy. Seven yeah, Shawn Michaels figures, six Orton sweatshirts, and then for five, it's just save us Y2J. Save us Y2J. Four Hardy snow globes, three DX skull caps, two Mysterio masks, and I know that this last one was on your Christmas list, a John Cena My Life DVD. Of course. Damn it. I did not get it, but I'm very upset at my parents for not getting it to me. Dusty Rhodes says that it's off the hook to be there. I love this man. Dusty Rhodes saying off the hook. The best part about it so dusty's there the match is about to get underway but not underway just yet and what do they do evan they bring up an advertisement for call of duty 4 they sure do warfare they sure do i assume you played cod 4 correct uh no no i wouldn't uh, oh my god i would have i I didn't own it i would have played at people's houses and stuff like that dude i was a big cod 4 guy um, I was the same way. I didn't own it. Played it at my cousin's house every fucking weekend. MP5 was my mm. gun. Best gun in the game. Psych. The real best gun in the game was the M4. But I don't care what the people say. I was an MP5 guy. I fucking love that game. I love that game That's so fair. much. That's fair. Uh, uh, have you have you played the, the little COD aside? Have you played the new Warzone map? I have. I've played it two or three times. Um, your, your thoughts? I fucks with it. I fucks I with love the Warzone. I fucking love it. It's the the gun thing is weird to me. How you basically level up guns by using a different gun. But yeah, that's a little weird. I get that they're like trying to expand what people use. It's just it's weird. I don't know how it works choice. in multiplayer because I don't have the full game. But it's 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 weird. I played multi. I bought multiplayer for the leveling up things. Some of the maps are good. There's like a couple absolute shit maps in multiplayer, but that's always the case. But they just introduced Shoot House. And so oh, everything is right in the world. Yeah, no, I, I love the I love the, I like the game a lot. The the one issue for me, well, it's not really an issue for me, is the looting. Um, I'm just kind of used to it because of PUBG. It's the PUBG loot system. Yeah, but I could see why that'd be really fucking annoying for regular like Warzone players. It's been a, it's been a transition because Warzone was the main battle royal I played, but at the same time, it's fun. Like every time I hop in, it's fun. Plus, they have the DMZ mode, which is really fun. You go in, you do missions, you just shoot at AI guys. Like it's 
you get to explore the map. You figure out what are some cool spots. You level up yeah. guns. It's nice. You, do, you have fun. You have a good time. Uh, Hardcore lets Cody start, which is nice. His dad's watching. Nice. Yeah, Cody starts off. He hits a running clothesline, like a fiery young uh, white meat baby face. Then he gets absolutely so caught. He gets caught with a kick from Cade. Lance he Cade. So skinny, man. He is skinny. Um. Yeah, he gets caught by Lance Cade, who is fucking gigantic at this point. Lance Jesus Cade, Christ. Lance Cade had, had a lot of talent, man. He had a lot of yeah. skill. He's a big guy. Lance Cade started wrestling at the same time as Dan- as Brian Danielson. I know, and that 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 hurts to to hear. You know, uh, I love the the Cade and Murdoch tag team. I thought they were a really cool throwback I like them. type yeah. of team. They had great chemistry together. Uh, they were just in like the wrong era. I feel like a team like that today would be fucking great. Yeah, Cade hits an atomic drop. Uh, Murdoch hits a stiff ass running forearm. Cody gets worked like a motherfucker for, yeah. for like a minute or two. An absolutely insane shot by Lance Cade at one point here. That Huge. honestly, I, I don't know how Cody's chest didn't cave in. Scoop slam. He misses the elbow though on Cody. We get the tags to Hardcore Holly and to Murdoch. Holly with a big clothesline, a drop kick. Again, everything very precise, very to the measure. Knocks Cade off the apron. Uh, Murdoch holds Holly. But he ducks and Cade clotheslines his partner. Oh no! Oh no! That's never good. If you do that, you're going to lose the ma- the match. It happens every time. It was. I know you said it was a clothesline, but Evan, I got to tell you, that's a fucking lariat. That's that you caught Murdoch with. That was a fucking lariat and a half. That was a lariato. That was stiff as all hell. That shit had a sound to it that like no other. Cody with a cactus clothesline takes Cade out of the ring. So we're down to just Holly and. Uh, Murdoch in the ring. Holly with a spinning Alabama slam. They win the tag titles. He pins them one, two, three. Dream gets in the ring to celebrate with Cody and, and Holly. I love it because Dream is trying to like loop hardcore into the celebration. But I think hardcore's like, this is your moment with your dad. I'm gonna let you let you go over there. Do your thing. You see, they have like a sentimental hug, all yeah. this stuff. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. They would hold the titles until June 29th at Night of Champions when Rhodes turned on Hardcore Holly by teaming instead with Ted DiBiase to crown them as the new champions, and it would be Legacy. That's how we get Legacy. such a weird thing to happen. Like, you got an open challenge, basically. Like, they they know that they're going to face fucking uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., you don't know who his partner's going to be. And it's just weird. Like, I, I don't even understand how that works. Is Cody turns, yeah. But how does he get to turn and then face himself? I don't know, man. When you're when you're Dusty's kid, you just got to do whatever you want, I guess. It's a very Dusty Rhodes thing, I will say. That match at Night of Champions would be Harker Holly's final WWE pay-per-view appearance. Uh, after Night of Champions, he took time off WWE television for seven months. And after that hiatus, WWE announced that Holly was released from his contract, ending a 15-year tenure with the company. 15 years. Jesus. Pretty impressive. Uh, he would do a little bit of wrestling on the independent circuit between 2009 and 2016, including a one-night appearance in TNA, where he teamed with James Storm and Magnus to defeat Aces and Eights, which was DOC, Briscoe, and Nux at Hardcore Justice 2. I didn't, I didn't look this up, but apparently he is bald and with a new tattoo in that match. So I 
Javier has some, some is, watching to do after this. That is getting watched expeditiously. That are Those are the five matches for Hardcore Holly. What did you think when watching the career of a guy that I think was present for so many shows we watched and so much of the Ed yeah. Tier and so much of this? But like, never really got the the spotlight. Maybe how did you how did you feel watching all these? Hardcore Holly was a guy that I liked a lot as a kid, just because uh, like he had a cool finisher. Yeah. Um. He he was always like a straight and serious guy in a show that was very wacky. Yes. Um, and and I thought that that was always freaking cool. Um. I I don't know. I just part of me just really liked that his name was Hardcore Holly. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like that at a certain point just became like a really big thing for me. And especially when, you know, he wasn't hardcore anymore. Cause by the time I would have caught him, I mean, you, you said it, you know, he turned heel on SmackDown in 2002. That's about when I started watching. Yeah. Um, and I would say by the height of my fandom, especially in that really, really early age, the guy was gone for a year, you know? Yeah. So when he came back, he, he went after Brock and, by that point, I was I loved Brock Lesnar as an idea. I thought that that guy as a fucking yeah. just big ass dude throwing everyone around was great. But I was not a Brock Lesnar guy whatsoever. Uh, as a kid, I was like, "Fuck this dude! Like, it's not fair. It should be Eddie. It should be John Cena. It should be all these other guys um, that that have that title." Um, so, so him coming back and going straight for Brock that that was big for me. And then we get, you know, fucking my favorite Rumble of all time, Royal Rumble 2005. The beginning of it is literally <laughs> just him, Eddie, and, and Dickhead chopping the shit out of Pewter. Uh, and that's, you know, that, that he's a part of that. You know, it's, it's a lot of little memorable moments with yeah. Hardcore Holly. And, you know, like we mentioned earlier, very crisp in the ring. A dropkick that's incredible from the beginning yeah. to... To the end, insanely, insanely crisp dropkick. I'm not going to rank it up there with the Ortons, the Okadas, the Styles, those guys. But but maybe one of the more surprising dropkicks I've ever seen. Yeah. Where you if, don't expect if, it to be so clean. Like, honestly, if those guys are like S tier, he's like A tier. Yeah. Lower A tier, top, top but still of, A tier. Top of B at minimum. Top of yeah, B at minimum. Yeah, he's up there, man. That guy's dropkick is fantastic. I think you described it really well. Like, Hardcore Holly was like a, a weirdly stabilizing force in some of the most fun things. The Holly yeah. Cousins, the hardcore division. You know, he was present in the tag division a lot. He would be a guy who'd pop up on SmackDown in 02 through 04, and you're like, oh shit, Hardcore Holly. I like him. You know what I mean? Like, I have good memories yeah. associated with Hardcore Holly. It might be the name. It might be the fact that we all forgot about Sparky Plug really quick. But at the same time, you got to give the man kudos. 15 years with WWE is worth something. It's worth a lot, actually. Yeah, it's worth so. something to someone, and that someone is me. Wherever you are listening, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. If you rate us five stars, we appreciate it very, very much as we continue to grow. Follow us on the social media. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMLO Sports. Sauce the boy, follow. Follow me on Twitter at Seven Gomes, I T S E V A N G O M E S. Follow the podcast, most importantly, on Twitter and Instagram at Crossbody of Work. Go to fullpresswrestling.com for all the links to all the matches. We post them every week. If you want to catch up, you can watch some of our previous episodes. We've had a lot of good ones recently. Go catch up on our Mick Foley three-parter. All the links to all the matches, you can watch them right there. Javier, you got to pick one match for people to watch this week. Which one is it? Oh, man. I would say probably, honestly, the the hardcore triple threat. I really like that match. It was chaos, yeah. a lot of owl snow, a lot of carnage. It's a short watch. It's a nice little, you know, you turn it on. Less than 10 minutes, you're in, you're out, and you're entertained. 
I'm saying that or the Survivor Series match just for that random sp- stretch of all of a sudden everyone's a luchador, like <laughs> yeah. except for Hardcore Holly. I think that was crazy. Go watch either of those. It'll be a really great watch. Um, also, fullpressshop.com. Cop the merch. Support the boys. Make it a Christmas present. Make it a Hanukkah present. Javier's got one on right now. Uh, go and support. If you buy the merch, send us a picture on Twitter. We would love to see it. Next week, we are going back in time to the 80s to look at a woman who was really done dirty by the wrestling business. Truly yeah. done done dirty. We are looking at Wendy Richter, somebody who should have been the star of the beginning of the WrestleMania age, and she was until she wasn't. If you don't know the story, we're going to get into it next week. I'm excited. I'm very excited. This is a woman who I just randomly threw out there, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Like, yeah, we're running with it, baby. We absolutely need to. Um, and, and yeah, no, I'm really excited for this. I don't know that I've ever seen a Randy, Wendy Richter match outside of the the one infamous one. I've seen the one infamous one. I've seen clips of it, not even the whole match. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, and aside from that, I, I, I can't tell you one, but I'm really excited for this. I've heard nothing uh, but good things about Wendy uh, as a performer. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's an era of wrestling, especially women's wrestling, that we haven't really touched on this podcast. And yeah. I cannot wait to get into that. That's true. The other big note, let's talk about some some upcoming episodes heading into the holidays. For our Christmas episode, we're going to let you know right now, We last year we did Christmas matches. We're going to take a break from Christmas matches. We are going to be watching, I'm not going to reveal the, the movie yet, but we are going to do a movie review of a Christmas movie starring a wrestler, and I guarantee you it's not the one you think. It is absolutely not the one you think. So we're going to have that. It is going to drop the morning of Christmas Eve. That is going to be when that one goes live. Very exciting. We're going to take the new year off and we'll be back for January. So our next episodes, Wendy Richter next week, a Christmas spectacular on Christmas Eve, a little break, and then we're coming at you hard in, in January. We'll talk about that on our last episode before the holidays. Always good to talk about the career of Hardcore Holly, but it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast, Javier. Any final words for the people? This week on Life Advice with Javier, it is adult season out here. We are we've reached uh, you know early parts of December, middle parts of December, uh, which for everyone out there with a career means holiday parties. Now, Evan, I don't know if you've ever had to do a holiday party, especially for a job or anything like that. I, I, I have my first one coming up tomorrow Ooh. by the time that the people listen to this, it would have already happened. The, all I got was an invitation and I had to yeah. sign up on a Google doc. I just put my name and I put who my guest is, uh, yeah. which is my, my lovely girlfriend. Um, and I, I haven't been informed whether I need to bring uh, a, a present. Yeah, I didn't know if we were going to do anything. I haven't been to the office in a few weeks to be fair. So that's like maybe my problem. Um, and, you know, I, I have I have a question for you because I feel like this is something that is right up your alley. Sure. Should there be like a what, what's the what's the Christmas thing? The Secret Santa. Should there have been a Chris, Chris, uh, Secret Santa? One, that is uh, that is the first question. And two, in a scenario where someone has to do a Secret Santa, what do you think are a couple of go to's that anyone could go for? Especially if you're paired up with someone that maybe maybe you don't know as well. Oh, Secret Santa is tough. Um, 
my suggestion to you is reach out to a coworker and be like, hey, is there a secret Santa? Just so I know. Just so you don't end up with nothing. Well, the, the fact that this thing's at a goddamn golf club just tells me right away there's not a secret Santa. We might all just end up with gifts. That's fair. You just might. Also, don't be afraid to holiday up your outfit. You know, dress nice, but at the same time, nothing wrong with a little Christmas tie. Hey, a, a red tie is getting worn. Absolutely. The Secret Santa, like the, the standard gifts, if you're doing like a white elephant Christmas exchange, you can kind of do whatever, which is really fun. You know, that's that style where it's like you yeah. can either pick one from under the tree or take one from somebody else. So things I'd suggest, uh, weirdly, I'd say stick stay away from like people think, oh, a nice bottle of wine. You don't know if somebody drinks. You don't know what they like. This is true. So maybe stick away unless you know for sure that person, you know, likes a particular type of drink or brand. Uh, chocolates are always a good call. Specifically unless festive it's ones. for me. That's true. You're the only person that's not a good call for. But like specifically festive favorites. You no, know, I'm talking like your Ferrero Rochers, your Toblerones, things like that. Your Lindors, all those good you ones. You go straight to the Toblerones from a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> Dude, I love Toblerone. It's, 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 you may it's be like one a, of the only people in this world. Dude, fuck you. Justice for Toblerone. It's like a little mountain range of chocolates. Fantastic. And everyone loves mountains. Um, <laughs> other things I would suggest, like gift cards are boring, but they're also reliable for a reason. You know, they're- Actually, I will say, you know, gift cards I think are good if you get them like a, like a Visa gift card or something like that. Do not yeah. get people gift cards from specific retailers because I guarantee you they will not use them. Like yeah. If you get someone like a Best Buy gift card or some shit, I guarantee you it won't get a use. You just and then forget about just it. $25, $50, whatever it is, that just goes into Best Buy pocket because that thing's going to run out in like a year or something like that yeah. and no one's going to use it. That's true. The other thing that I would suggest, which is usually a hit, and people don't think usually to buy them, to them for themselves, or any sort of board game or like fun activity thing like that, like uh, any sort of like, you know, a set of dominoes. People like dominoes, uh, things like that. You can get any of those. Some of those like boards games where it's like it's a package one where it's like, oh, it's checkers and it's chess or whatever. You can get a little set like that. Everybody likes that. Something to do if they have kids, the kids can play with it. If they don't, it's a little party game. Look up some like popular games or think of some games that you really like and be able to gift those to people. It's not a bad idea. You know, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but if all else fails, you know, I actually, I will say, you said the thing about the bottle of wine, the alcohol, you know, trying to stick away from that. Another thing to stick away from, clothing. You never know how anything's going to fit on anybody. Do not try to guess. You will be wrong. You just will be. The you only thing me, you would be like, oh, this guy's probably a medium. He's got a slender build, regardless of the fact he's tall. Nope, I am a large bitch. The only thing is something that doesn't have sizes. I'm talking scarves. <laughs> scarves aren't bad. Someone gives me a scarf. It better be fucking Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, because right. other than that, I don't want one. So go and get your holiday presents. I realize now, as we're talking, I have not started my Christmas shopping. So I'm going to go Jesus do that. Jesus Christ. That's right. Yeah, Let's man. go do that. Thank you all for listening as we talked about Hardcore Holly. We're back next week with Wendy Richter. Talk to you then. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.